Lord, we welcome your coming. We have joy. We have joy. You have given us life, and we welcome your coming. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated, won't you? What a beautiful and joyful day this is. And I pray that those of you who are participating in Easter egg hunts this day, this afternoon, that you will find that prized golden egg you've been looking for every Easter. I hope it happens this year. Well, let's stop and think about this for a moment. The resurrection is a shattering historical event. In the light of death, pandemics, injustice, social breakdown, we again desperately need to affirm that the resurrection is a shattering historical event. The resurrection of Jesus Christ actually happened. But this is not a historical fact like all the others. It's one thing to place your belief in the creed or the doctrine of the resurrection. But the good news, the powerful news, the joyful news, is that the resurrection is also to become a personal event within our own existence, that we can come to know with deeper and deeper assurance that Christ is alive and participating in every day of our existence. That is the joy of the resurrection. Not only the historical reality, that shattering event, but that life-transforming possibility of living in the present risenness of Jesus. The New Testament gives us five cases of people who had a personal encounter on that Easter day with the present risenness of Jesus. But I want to focus on one today that we heard in the gospel, Mary Magdalene, who was really the first at the resurrection in many ways, and the first to announce the resurrection, a woman, a woman. And that should cause us to recognize something very profound about this story. Christ has a way of meeting us in our tears. He comes into the garden where Mary is broken and weeping in profound grief and loss over the man who had raised her dignity and given her a new life and had poured out upon her a profound sense of well-being. And he says to her, Mary, why are you weeping? Why are you crying? He's not chiding her. He's not having a harsh word with her, he is compassionately asking a very important question that he's really addressing your life and mine. Gordon Cosby, a great writer and pastor of Church of the Savior in Washington, D.C., once said these words that I think are so true. He said, remember, whenever you are in church, that the person sitting next to you or the person listening to you preach is sitting beside their own personal pool of tears. I have a personal pool of tears, and you do too. 
And Jesus first encounters us and offers us his present risenness by acknowledging that the Easter message isn't about propping people up with happy thoughts, but rather it's a recognition of the fact that life can be very difficult and hard, that we suffer, that there is brokenness and pain in human existence and in our lives. You can't deny your sadness or wash away your sorrows or your difficulties or challenges. That's not what Easter is. And Jesus acknowledges that. Mary, why are you weeping? But underneath that question is something even more profound. What Jesus is trying to say, Mary, why are you weeping? He's saying, why are you weeping when there is so much more to discover about this reality, this day, this person who is standing before you, the present risenness of Jesus? You see, the resurrection, the gospel of the resurrection is to be something which transforms our human existence and can. And that's what Jesus is saying. There's so much more to discover. The story begins with the pool of tears and Mary weeping, but it suddenly begins to turn and it moves towards a journey towards joy. And Jesus is not finished with Mary. And he says to her, by calling her personal name, the depths of who she is, he says, Mary. And she turns and immediately recognizes the present risenness of this man and says, with such profound depth of hope and joy. Rabboni, my teacher, the one who gives me life and joy, flooded her being. The joy of the present risenness of Jesus. You see, you can live your life looking backwards. And yes, we need to affirm our pain and our struggle and our loss. But that isn't the whole story. Or you can look towards the future and somehow worry about what may be coming down the road. But the resurrection life that Jesus offers Mary and offers you is the present moment of his risenness that he is with you. And that is joy. He is happy to be with you. Joy is a relational experience. God is happy to be with you. Now I have to be honest and say to you that it's not always easy, and it's been a struggle for me along the life that I've lived, too, of trying to remove myself from that pool of tears and keep moving towards the journey of joy. But here's how it happens, I think. I came to see that affirming the joy in God didn't mean denying the presence of hard things. I began to understand that God is both the God of the crucified Jesus but he's also the God of the risen Jesus. And so I reread the Gospels and I, I recognize that Jesus is a happy man. He is happy. He's happy to be with children. He loves parties and celebrations and hanging with people, especially hanging with people that have been cast out and done somehow make the grade. He loves that. He's happy. He's joyful in his ministry and in his life. He's celebrating the goodness of God. He's celebrating every day, every moment of life. He seemed to have this capacity to find joy in just about everything. He was full of joy. And he says to us, I've said all these things to you, that your joy will be full. My joy will be in you, and your joy will be full. And so the question is this. 
Am I still at the pool of tears or am I beginning to see that the present risenness of Jesus is the joy of life, the celebration of life? Here's a, a story that I think makes the point. Standing on a London street corner, G.K. Chesterton, great writer and author, was approached by a newspaper reporter. Sir, I understand that you recently have come to believe in the resurrection and that you are now a Christian follower of Jesus. May I ask you one question? Certainly, replied Chesterton. And the reporter said this, if the risen Christ suddenly appeared at this very moment and began standing behind you, what would you do? What would you do? And Chesterton looked the reporter squarely in the eye and he said, He is. He's standing right behind me. And my friends, do you recognize that's what it's about, the present risenness of Jesus? He's standing with you. He's right behind you. He's before you. He's above you. He's below you. He's with you in it all. See, he turns us to joy. And there's so many reasons to celebrate. I'm going to close with this. I want you to think about this. Maybe this Easter, like Mary Magdalene, you might find a deeper journey towards the joy of having Christ's presence with you every day. Here's something that might help. First of all, celebrate more joyfully your existence, the fact that you are here in this beautiful world. Celebrate your existence. Stop thinking about your sorrow as much as look at the words that can bring encouragement and live in this universe more joyfully. Secondly, make that a practice, a celebrative lifestyle of life. You know, we engage in celebration when we enjoy ourselves, our life, our world, in conjunction with our faith. Enjoy your children, enjoy your friends, enjoy a good meal, and boy, are we gonna have a good meal today or what? I hope we are. I'll tell you my menu, but it's really a secret because then you'd all come over. <laughs> but celebrate life. Don't let it bring you down. Celebrate the present risenness of Jesus. And then finally, find God in all things. It's not just finding God in church. That's important, but it's finding God everywhere and in all things. What is it that you enjoy? Especially find God in what you really enjoy. For me, the most radical demand of life is finding the courage to say yes each and every day to the present risenness of Jesus. I'm going to give you one more line. It's the last line. And I'm going to give it to Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Because like nobody else, she said it well. Listen to this. And I'll close with this. Never let anything so fill you with sorrow as to make you forget the joy of Jesus Christ risen. Never let anything so fill you with sorrow as to make you forget the joy of Christ risen. Hallelujah.
and amen.